and welcome to the M&M podcast. I'm Emma and I'm here with Mizzy. <laughs> oh my god. And we're actually in the same room today. Yes. Crazy time. Emma's come to visit me in Oxford, so. This is, well actually I was in Southampton. This is the first real journey I've made since COVID. Until now, the furthest I've been away was like an hour in the car. So, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> First summer I've been on holiday in probably, I don't know Ever. how long. <laughs> but yes, that was like such a, oh my God, I haven't been Privilege, on holiday. Privilege, <laughs> <laughs> Worst thing ever. <laughs> right, so today we're talking about, well, we're going to chat a bit about the new Oatly scandal. If you haven't heard of it, where have you been? <laughs> the hot topic in the... Twitterverse. Twitterverse, yeah. But before then, we will be talking about what we've been watching and stuff. Yeah. So, um, shall we start with what we watched last night? (laughs) So, we watched this film called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm, Um, It's just come out on Netflix. It's the new Charlie Kaufman film. I think that's how you say it. Kaufman. Kaufman. Sure. We'll go for it. so me and my housemate watched it, tried to watch it the night before and got about an hour in and we were just asleep. We just fell asleep, not because we were bored, because we were knackered, but then we also discovered that our other housemate had been watching it upstairs and he fell asleep like intermittently through it and also not because he was bored, but because I'm not sure why. It was weird, honestly. Yeah. And then Emma came and we started to watch it again. We all fell asleep yeah. again. But the point I fell asleep in, so I actually, I don't remember them. Basically, I woke up and there was credits on the screen and I was like, how have I just slept for like two whole hours? <laughs> it felt like five minutes, but they'd watched a film. Within the film. Within the film. And they'd come up with credits from that. So. so, yeah, I didn't sleep for all of it. But yes, I also fell asleep. So we it's fell asleep. a weird film. Very strange and unsettling and it's sort of like whispery and mm. makes you it's a bit like a sedative I can't yeah, explain the, it the fact that we all fell asleep is also feels a bit creepy yeah because it's as a if creepy it film. Is part of the film like yeah like will black any, mirror will anyone ever finish the film you know I don't know has anyone finished this film please let us know <laughs> if you finished I'm thinking of ending things because we haven't it's managed not to. every single person just <laughs> nodding on <laughs> Because the thing on Twitter when it was trending was like nobody knew what was going on, and I'm like, is that because she fell asleep? Because we yeah. we fell asleep. <laughs> Honestly, but I I was enjoying it, but I yeah. was also like, yeah, immediately the knackered of it, and the sleeping, it just became one big yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> also, because when you're like nodding off. In the film, they change ages. Yeah. And so you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, how much have I missed what has happened? So, yeah. Yeah, not a very good review of the film because we haven't watched yeah. all of it. I'm excited to get to the end, though, yeah. eventually. It looks really nice, though, doesn't it? Mm. Is, it is it in a square? Yeah, it's in frame? a different... Is that what it was, like, it? slightly bigger than a square, a square. Um, aspect ratio. Uh, aspect ratio. Mm. <laughs> Ratio. Ratio. <laughs> that reminded Ratios. me of Crucial from uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, <Okey-doke. Yeah. laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, which is... And again, it was one of them ones as where they were sort of dressed like no time period as well. Yeah, Netflix, like, TV... I thought to say TV films and TV series and films mm. are all kind of the original ones all seem to be like that. Yeah, but maybe that works especially with this film, not that yeah. we've seen it all, but because they're swapping ages. But then when they went yeah. back in time, she did sort of look like a 50s housewife. Mm. Yeah, she did. Mm. But then maybe she was because she is supposed to be old in the modern yeah. day. So, Also, the dad is British and I can't figure yeah. out why. Why was he British? Not that you can't be British in America, but it's like it was you like such like deep, yeah. <laughs> it was like such deep America or like a really yeah like in the farm, sticks like and yeah he was it was like northern wasn't it yeah northern English one of our uh, yeah <laughs> yeah in conclusion we have no idea what was going on but mm. it feels like it had the the I, I'm the drawn though to, to it like yeah. I'm intrigued I would keep wanting to watch it again mm. I'm not bored by it. It did feel like sort of otherworldly. Mm. Maybe by the next podcast we'll have a conclusion. Yeah. Well, the next podcast may be another one we recorded today, so we might not have a conclusion then. But in future podcasts, so subscribe so you can keep up to date with our thoughts on this film. (laughs) (laughs) And let us know if you've watched it, basically. What else have you been watching? I've watched a couple of films that I really liked, actually. I watched what I was telling you about this one that you've seen. It was uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah. Like that. It was... The the actual... What would you call it? The little bit of information saying what it was about was basically saying sort of... Time traveller who works in a supermarket looking for a companion. And I was like, that sounds... Like, exactly what I want to watch. <laughs> it was just sort of like that, um, what you would describe as offbeat, indie, sort of dark yeah. film. I enjoyed it. I'd give it, like, an 8 out of 10. Mm. It wasn't incredible, but funny. Nice there was like Some nice, film. like, um, emotional sort of, like, um, moments in it. Like, a, <laughs> letting people in, friendship. We love friendship. Friendship, etc. <laughs> Just a standard... Because I had found there wasn't much to watch on Netflix recently, so mm. that was quite a good diamond in the rough. Shiny piece of coal, trying to reach my goal. <laughs> <laughs> also Hamilton. Um, yeah. I haven't watched it recently, but always recommend it. Um, but then another one I watched, and this is really, really good. A friend from work told me to watch this. It's called Your Name. And it's, I want to say it's anime, but then I'm not actually sure what constitutes as anime, to be fair. Set in Japan. So what is it? Probably. Anime. Uh, yeah. Did I say what it's called? Your name. Your name. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like, I will tell you the, a little synopsis and you'll think, oh, she's giving it all away. I'm not. <laughs> the plot twist will end you. Anyway, so basically, it's these two characters, boy and a girl, and they swap bodies. Like, they go into a dream and they swap lives, so they'll live each other's lives. And one of them's from, like, the country, the girl, and the boy's from Tokyo in the city. Obviously, it's a city. Um, And then they sort of fall in love. Dot, dot, dot. That's what I'm going to leave you with. (laughs) It was incredible. It it was incredible because of the plot. No, actually... It was good before the plot twist. I was thinking, I'm enjoying this. This is really good. Like, I love the characters. I'm loving, 
you know, mm. everything that's going on. And the plot twist happened. My brain exploded. <laughs> my heart sank. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if I want to watch it. Honestly. If you want a bit of an emotional journey, some jaw-dropping going on, your name is the <laughs> one to watch. Wow. So, I think that's all I've really watched maybe recently. Oh, I do have another thing, but you go first if you've got something. Um, I watched the TV series Little Fires Everywhere with Reese uh, Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. Is that on Amazon Prime? Yes, it yeah. is. Um, I was hooked. It was great. But me and my housemate had read before the reviews of it. And there was this one by, I think it was Steve Wright from Radio 2, maybe. No, somebody else. I can't, someone on the radio anyway, um, who said that it was really good apart from like the terrible acting of somebody really like high profile in it. So we were like, Reese or Kerry Washington. Yeah. You immediately read. <laughs> it must be. Um, so we were kind of like, I guess, looking for it a little bit. But wow, it was immediate, and we're shocked because it was With Kerry. Wa- it was Kerry Washington. Oh, really? I don't know. I can't tell honestly. Like it felt bad, and I don't know if it was just because we read that before, and then yeah. we were looking for it. But there was just something in the way she was acting, like she was doing this like weird, like kind of snarly thing with her mouth all the time like she was always her character was maybe a bit like that a bit kind of mm. bit of a pessimist understandably if you watch it like you completely get what, what's like the base premise so it's about like yeah sorry um it's set in like a suburban american town you know the classic like really uh it's called shaker and really like middle class mm. and successful and yeah. kind of like together and they can't mm. have their lawn over a certain amount of inches kind of thing that okay. kind of thing and it's basically about racism okay but like subtle undertones of how white people are racist kind of things so it's yeah. actually quite interesting to watch topically for now yeah. how you don't realize that you are and and then it basically builds up these two families are like kind of intertwined in a mm. way builds up to a massive Kerry's fire family. yes a literal fire. Yes. So the start opens with the fire. No, no, I've definitely seen actually an advert for that with the fire. Yeah. Oh. So it's based on a book as well. Yeah. I might read the book actually. Um, but well, aren't all the stuff that Reese does pretty much books? Yeah, because yeah, I think so. She has that book club, she? Yeah. Really, that is super cool that she does that. Yeah. Me? I'd be interested to know if people thought that because they obviously don't think it's bad acting because she got nominated for an Emmy for it. So yeah. I'm like. Maybe not, no, but I'm I like... can't go into it. Well, yes. <laughs> sorry. Like, without that thought in my head now. So yeah. you ruined it for me. I'm sorry. But uh, it, it is weird, because she yeah. is... I've seen her in other stuff, and she's a good actress. So that's why I'm surprised. What other stuff she's been in? I can't think of um, anything. Scandal. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, actually, but I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. I'd recommend watching it, though. It's one of those ones where it's, like, sort of trashy in a way, but you just, like... Hooked. I remember mm. thinking I'd get excited to come home from work and be like, oh, I'm going to watch Little Fires yeah. everywhere. Oh, you know it's a good show when it's like that. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was the other thing you watched? Okay, this is not a thing I've watched. This is and stuff. Mm. Podcast. I was listening to, surprise, surprise, a Hyla the other day. And they were talking about Shag Married Avoid. No, not that. Shag <laughs> Married Annoyed, which is Chris and... <laughs> 
Rosie Ramsey. Why can't I remember Shaq her? Mary Devoy. <laughs> That's so funny. What's she called? I think it's Rosie Ramsey. No, is it Rose Ramsey? Rose Rosemary. No. Rosemary. Oh my god. It actually says Rose Marina Ramsey. Rosie Ramsey. What? I don't know what our Instagram handle is that is confusing me below be, be, uh, beyond belief. but yeah they they were talking about it on the high low and they're like it's obviously a really successful podcast and I had seen it on the podcast sort of thing on Spotify but I never thought of clicking on it really because mm. I was like I don't know I thought what's shagged married annoyed what's all this about I don't know yeah it's hilarious, is my <laughs> closing statement on it. I was telling Mizzy about it. They basically, like, they'll start off by being sponsored by something that's not really a sponsor. Like, the latest sponsor was a table. Like, table. Well, not a table, just tables in general. So, they're <laughs> like, you know, you can put stuff on it instead of keeping it on the floor. And I was just like, this is so random. And I love it. And, like, people will um, send in stuff, like, stories and all this. And it's just... They're just like super jawdy, and everything <laughs> they say is a thousand times funnier because of that. Obviously, Chris Ramsey's a comedian anyway, but honestly, I think Rosie might be funnier than him. <laughs> get her a stand up shirt, and she's like pretty heavily pregnant at the moment, so it kind of makes it even more funny. Great stuff. They just they sort of talk about their own lives a bit as they are a married couple, but then also have a bit of banter with the the viewers by reading their stories and sometimes ridiculing really the people who send in <laughs> stuff to them it's just great basically a bit that. a bit of fun really it, like they honestly just talk rubbish for the hour and a half but sometimes that's what you need in your ear holes isn't it? in your ear holes <laughs> deep in your ear holes <laughs> so yeah i would recommend that even though i'm sure everyone's already listened to it apparently it's massive but I feel like... I hadn't heard of it, to be honest, but... Podcasts are apparently massive, but unless... Like, how do you hear about a podcast? You don't, really. Yeah, it is a weird one. You just stumble upon them, haven't you? Yeah, the only time I ever discover them is through, like... If they're usually famous people that I follow. So the only, yeah. I listen to, like, Nick Offerman's one. Yeah, because people I follow him you and he already know it. about, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess maybe you get other recommendations from those podcasts, yeah. maybe, but... How are people listening to ours? We're not famous. So. I think. <laughs> is there any listeners? I think it's maybe about three people and one of them's me. But <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you, Emma, for listening. <laughs> um, You're in number one fan. Yeah. What was I saying the other day? My mum you know? was like, see. Because you know. Um, Your mum's the other listener. <laughs> yeah. You know, OnlyFans, the site where people sell like yeah. feet pics and stuff. My mum said something. Like, she was like, oh, like, saying she was a big fan, and I just was like, I said only fan, and I just felt like a proper, like, <sighs> troll, because she had no idea what it was, and I was like, a troll. I was like, he, 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 I just talked about selling nudes, and you have no idea. <laughs> um, when Tracy listens to this, she Yeah, now you'll know, <laughs> now you know, Tracy. Shook so. <laughs> I know what only fans is, so what does that mean? Da, 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 <laughs> joking, I don't tell nudes. But if times get tough, you know, hey, no shame in it. Um, I don't think I have anything else to share, no. do I? Any good tunes? I can't think of anymore. Fontaine's new album is incredible, and everybody should listen to that. 
That's all I'm going to say. I'm oh, right. <laughs> just say yeah. Literally, all my... I've started making monthly playlists again because I feel like it. I feel like I get into real, like, loops in music where I just listen to the same three things, like, on repeat. Just three songs. Or, like, three <laughs> artists or something. Mm. And then I find it hard to get out of those. And mm. then I wear them out and then I don't like them anymore. And I'm yeah. like, why have you done that? I'm on a monthly playlist making mm. thing because I feel like it helps me find more music. Yeah. I'm a big Shazammer. Me and Emma, I went to see my friend Emma in Southampton, went out for breakfast at this place called XOXO. <laughs> um, and I was just Shazamming the whole time we were eating our breakfast. Hella cheers. Actually, that song that you play um, by Sunny and the Sunsets, Too Young to Burn. I don't oh, know if yeah. it's on. I listen to some of their albums now, and I really, really like them. Yeah, so that was on um, nice all the right, all the bright places. I really <laughs> uh, couldn't get it out. Yeah, that's there's quite a few good songs in that film. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> book really good though. Yeah, read the book. Book like altered my life. <laughs> you know what I did re- read over lockdown actually. Uh, oh my god, my, uh, Perks Being a Wallflower. Um, and it bloody hit yeah. so hard. I remember you didn't like that so much when we were... Did you watch the film? I think I, I maybe didn't think... like the film quite as much. Mm. I, I claimed I liked the book, but I obviously didn't get half yeah. of it at all. And then I reread it, and I was like, Fuck. holy shitting hell. Maybe you were too young yeah, I to think, get it. I think sometimes some of the young adult books, obviously... Are written by older people usually, yeah, so it's got and perspective. they maybe overestimate sometimes the mm. things that young people have seen. But then some young people have. Oh my god! Uh, so we've moved siren, yeah, rooms to, in to the house to get away from the road noise, and yeah, it's still here. <laughs> I think some young people have like seen so much hardship probably by the time they're eighteen and been through yeah. so much. But honestly, I hadn't. <laughs> I, like, I was so far from being interested really in boys or anything like mm. that. Or I just, you know, so or nothing hit me hard. And then rereading it. Yeah. Basically, I would reread it. I, re- I reread it in like a day. Just like. It is a good book. Straight up, straight into the bloodstream. <laughs> Checked it into your vein. And then I watched the film and I just sort of like lived in this angsty. Yeah. Um, Actually, that kind of music at the moment, like nineties angsty kind of like be a badoobie, do you know her? (laughs) I just thought you were saying (laughs) boobie (laughs) doobie. She's real big right now. What's what's she called? Be a badoobie. Be a (laughs) badoobie. But that kind of music at the moment, very into like going back to my teenage angst phase. Get it on my September playlist. And that was a little segue that I don't know where it came from. But now I think it is time to talk about our actual topic. topic. <laughs> Which is, um, basically, if you haven't heard, the bigger news is that apparently Ertly, the Ert beverage. Um, beverage. The Ert milk, I would call it. Some people dislike that hugely. Um, is being quote unquote cancelled by Twitter, the Twitter community, mm. like ten people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, do you want to elaborate on why Mizzou? So basically they have an investor who... Oh, sorry, I just got like a massive click in my oh. It was nice. I said I made an expression like that was painful, but that was actually quite nice. I've people cracking when they haven't <laughs> actually instigated the crack quite. I imagine listening to it is <laughs> weird, but yeah. anyway, back to <laughs> Oatly, sorry. Um, so the company is called Blackstone that is invested in Oatly, and they apparently contribute towards deforestation of the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, and these actually, the, what what site is this? We're actually reading off. I don't know. Foodnavigator.com. Yeah, I don't know how actually um, mm. great this site is, but it, there it says alleged ties with. Yeah, so. So it's all I accused. There's a lot of these words going on. So it sounds a lot like um, nothing has been actually confirmed yeah. Slash. Well, apparently it says that they're a part owner of two Brazilian firms which are directly contributing to the destruction, but we don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um, which you'd think would be a weird per- person to invest in something like Oatly anyway, if mm. that's what they were doing, because it kind of is the opposite. But I think a lot of, like, when it comes to money, it's it so less about... What the thing is. And yeah, it's about the dollarinas. <laughs> yeah. The greed in this world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Anyway, we wanted to talk about, like, whether, like, the kind of, like, hypocrisy in these things yeah, and what it means. I think as a, as a whole, we are... Um, sort of think this is a negative thing to be happening. Hmm. The cancellation of Oatly. Would you agree that you think yeah. that? I think, I think what I have an issue is the negative impact it has on the overarching sort of sustainable vegan plant-based movement. Because it's the kind of thing that takes away when you talk about what those companies are doing wrong, companies like Oatly or whatever, mm. it takes away from the stuff they're doing right. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah. I think the thing is, I obviously the cutting down of the Amazon rainforest, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> not. Goes without saying. Yeah. But I think there's this whole thing at the moment for like the perfect company. Which, unfortunately, especially when these companies become something a lot more global, like Oatly is, it's almost impossible to run a completely ethical, sustainable company on that level. Which is sad, and that's... Something that needs to change. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, it's... When you start wanting to sort of shut off these companies what does it leave yeah and that then that damages the movement itself anyway because if you don't have those products then you can't be vegan yeah. or whatever yeah definitely i'm sure like you can give like like we touched a little earlier um before we started the podcast about different kinds of alternative milks and which mm. ones are more sustainable than the other yeah. 
And I think oat milk is supposed to be the most sustainable. Oh, really? Well, I just like oat milk, to be honest. I think that's they use less water or something. That's my um, but and like obviously, I think soya milk can mm. sometimes be quite bad mm. because of soya farming can sometimes be damaging yeah. for the environment and things like that. But it's the question of like the lesser evil. Like it's not you can't always invest in something that's completely good especially yeah. on an individual level like mm. there isn't much like leeway with the choices you're making anyway mm. and so some people will be like well you have to do the one oatly or whatever oat milk that mm. is the best you might not actually like that one yeah. so <laughs> it's fine to drink soy or rice milk or whatever instead yeah well we'll talk about how there's like especially in the vegan plant-based whatever community it does seem like there's this huge thing about well if you sort of believe all this you've got to do it absolutely perfectly when those standards wouldn't really be put on anything else and I think it's sort of perpetuated by the community itself which is annoying like there's a lot of like what appear to be perfect vegans when like what why is that even a thing I don't know like I think it probably comes from in a way, actually, the overall culture that we have where you hold your... When you're trying to do something, mm. especially if it's considered something moral or whatever, yeah. you hold yourself to a standard where you have to be, like, sort of walking on eggshells, kind mm. of, like, for <laughs> one of a better... <laughs> yeah. um, and that kind of... so you end up doing that to other people Mm. like because you when you're doing something it doesn't matter what it is anything that you might be doing Mm. you always want to be good at it yourself and you want to do it perfect you want to do it right and then you're really harsh on yourself like I remember you said something about when you first went vegan that sometimes if you'd accidentally eat something that maybe had milk powder or something in you not necessarily feel guilty about it but you'd probably be a bit more hard on yourself and there's no need because it's accidental and sometimes you might be in a place where you can't get any vegan food yeah. and you still need to eat. Yeah. So I do, I think in almost everything, too many rules are placed around. Like it's like trying to put people in a box, isn't it always? But mm. then making the box have like a thousand and one rules you have to abide by to be that yeah. certain thing which makes it impossible weird, isn't it like just let people do it what makes they it do. exhausting as well mm. and it turns people away from wanting to actually do it because yeah. when you look at that and you see how rigid it is yeah you also probably like lack the self-belief of being able to do it anyway mm. so you just think oh I'm not going to do it at all then yeah which the trying doing a little bit is far better than doing it all perfectly yeah that is the lesson that yeah. we need to learn. <laughs> but, like, it's weird, because I'm not, like, bashing on meat eaters at all, but <laughs> if you were a meat eater, whatever, if you are a meat eater, hello, that's that's fine, you do you. But people don't, like, go around saying, well, your meat makes this, well, sometimes people say this, like, Mm. creates this much energy or they're having to cut down the rainforest for your burgers Mm. people just carry on eating it yeah whereas there seems to be with the veganism that why do i say like that veganism (laughs) that if you make 
I don't know. It's like, it's too much, honestly. Yeah. Well, it's just, we live in a kind of culture of shame kind of thing. It's like one rule for one and one rule for another. Yeah. Whereas, like, if, I think as long as you're going into things with the best intentions, like. Yeah. Cool down. Yeah. And to be fair, so Oatly had a statement anyway that they said, they put it pretty well, Mm. that um, we understand our owners kind of have other investments that don't fit with what we stand for. However, they believe in us and our mission. And if we just shut out the companies that may make less sustainable choices, we won't give them the chance to improve and make more sustainable choices. So global capital will keep being steered in a less sustainable direction. Yeah. I think that is massive in these sort of things. It's sort of like the greater good idea. Yeah. Which can be a hard pill to swallow, but (laughs) (laughs) sometimes things that you, like, at the moment, oat milk, whatever, can't exist in a world, or veganism can't exist in a world that doesn't also have people eating meat or something. Yeah. Or... Or all the issues that are wrong with the world, all the good things still have to exist in that world at the moment because that's what it looks like. However, the more good things that we believe in and think of and push for, surely that will sort of push out the bad things eventually. But yeah. at the moment, they exist together and have to sort of work together sometimes to push forward the good it's like like... well the problem with a lot of like movements is that you get kind of caught up in it and you end up having a lot of infighting which distracts from the actual Mm. the issue that you're trying to do because you have different ideas about how it should be done how you get there kind of thing but the important thing is is that you get there not how it's done and that's where people need to stop getting so distracted by yeah and I think that's what Oatly is trying to say there Mm. like like I think they obviously know that it's not great but they they can't control what somebody who they're investing them is investing in like just in the same way that um you can't control what the bank you use invests in like they're probably not investing in great things that you would personally support but on an individual level you, you can't do anything about that yeah. Unless you choose to specifically use an ethical bank or something. Yeah. Which isn't always... Some of these things, or... this is a thing, are great in concept but aren't accessible to everyone. Yeah. Like, I don't, I've never heard of an ethical bank. Yeah. The only time I'd heard of it was from that yeah. LACD thing that she And I put. think, as well, there's so much that this early thing has become an issue because people have heard about it and it's Mm. got a bit of momentum but there's stuff like this goes on all the time and I'm not saying that the deforestation is fine whatever and I'm not saying this company is gleaming and amazing because it's not but it's as soon as people know about it they sort of I don't there's so much that goes on that people don't know about and are fine about Mm. and the chances are there's plenty of other companies that you're also buying that probably aren't doing great mm. things either in some ways that you can't, you would never be able to buy anything yeah, or do anything yeah. if you held yourself to that standard. Yeah. 
Also, I, your individual boycotting of it is not probably not going to do that mm-hmm. much anyway. Yeah. And it's, if this, if like Oatly goes under because of this, that's one brand that's pushing for sustainable living. Yeah, and practices. And it's like I was talking about the Body Shop. That's actually their mother company's L'Oreal, who tests on animals, um, etc. Whereas the Body Shop has been anti-animal testing since its existence. Yeah, conception. Why did I say conception? That's so... That's true. Um, (laughs) And, like, now they're doing, like, refill bottles and they're really paving the way for sustainable cosmetics. So why would you want or... If you began to not support Body Shop because of the mother company L'Oreal not being great, it pushes the movement back because Mm. they're pushing it forward you're creating resistance in a movement that doesn't need it it yeah. needs it your needs support the opposite of yeah. why is it all that <laughs> yeah it's um, already like on a fragile foundation yeah. anyway so any and i don't agree with greenwashing obviously um Most but like as in when people say they're doing something good for the environment when it's just all for sure mm. sort of thing however when companies really are pushing for um a more sustainable way of living whatever support they can get is mm. great and may and it also yeah. shows that the fact that a lot of them are doing that now that the movement is kind of working in a way that they're actually listening to people mm. and what they want and what their consumers want is sustainable things yeah so that's good we I, don't want to lose that yeah and i think I mean, I, I'm not, like, adverse to people being aware of that Oatly yeah. is involved with this company because maybe when people bring it up, it maybe means someone with a more sustainable ethos can come on and give them backing in the future. Yeah. But it would just be so detrimental to the whole movement if that was to... If Oatly was to die it's yet. Also, like, if you're in a position where you can't like buy products that you know are 100% ethically sourced yeah. which usually not, most people aren't because they're expensive yeah precisely because they're ethically sourced because yeah. it's not common like if you're a position to do that then fine boycott Oatly if you really want yeah. to like but most people are going to be and they need that accessible product yeah. that they can afford mm. and still support sustainability in yeah. some way yeah because most like if you're going to a supermarket, like, if you were to buy the most ethical thing you could find, or, like, the most package-free whatever, your shop would probably be double. Mm. And for most people, that should not, I think, and it just, if you hold everyone to, like, that sort of standard, nobody's going to be able to do it, mm. and it halts a whole movement. It's, I think it's so much better for people to do... What they can. Yeah, and it's not even like, I was going to say like half of something, but it's not half of something. It's as much as you can do. Like Mm. if you're buying, I don't know, veg because you want to be more plant-based, but it's wrapped in plastic, that's still, Mm. you know, helping a movement and helping towards that being... I think as soon as people support things more that they believe in, it does take up more of the market. So it's going to, hopefully, it's an often effect create a more sustainable ethical market anyway this was our more like 
zoned in chat on sustainability yeah. after last week's kind of broad all over oh the place God, kind yeah. of talk um yeah I think we but in a sense we sort of said a very similar thing in the way that I just think in terms of sustainability vegan eating almost anything this push for perfectionism ridiculous is just <laughs> unhelpful in any way yeah because and it, I think it is really infighting that's what mm. it is it's the people who aren't vegan or don't have oat milk I don't think have probably been involved in this conversation mm. whatsoever people don't give a toss <laughs> it's people who are already trying to things, make yeah. a change bashing on one mm. another really which but then in a in a way like I feel kind of like sorry for the people that are doing that because I can understand where it comes from yeah. because when you, you kind of grow up within a most of our society is based on that idea of striving for perfection and doing mm. things without making mistakes and yeah. that's like ridiculous anyway yeah. in everything is damaging to people's like self-esteem and the way that yeah. they actually do stuff so you can I can see why you, sometimes you can't help but perpetuate that mm. and because it's hard to like you don't look at things like from an aerial view all the yeah. time when you're in it no. and especially when you get into something like if you become part of a community whatever it is mm. and you only hear like the perspectives of those people all the time yeah. and it becomes kind of like a comparison between oh that person is being a better vegan than me or yeah. whatever and you feel personally like crap because yeah. you're not it should never doing be as much. like that yeah yeah so yeah thanks for listening to this week's podcast and we will um, see you in see next you in the next one yeah goodbye bye